It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, September 9th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, best dentist that there is in the world. I'm going there on Friday to get my teeth cleaned and examined, and I can't wait because I know it's time well spent, time well invested. I don't like wasting time at Today's Dentistry. They don't do that with me. 317-849-849. 2933. If you want a great dental experience, if you don't, that's your business. The Colts, they didn't have a great experience out in Los Angeles yesterday against the Chargers. The Chargers winning that game in overtime 30 to 24. So we look ahead to the challenge that awaits on Sunday afternoon, one o'clock in Nashville, Tennessee against the Titans. The Titans yesterday, they win 43-13 over the Browns. Marcus Mariota was 14-24 for 248, three TDs, and no interceptions. His passer rating was 133.3. His quarterback rating was a more pedestrian 50-ish. It was about 53. Uh, Henry yesterday, 19 carries, uh, 84 yards. Cameron Wake, two and a half sacks. They generated three turnovers, all picks. What an opportunity this would be this Sunday for the Colts if they had been able to dispatch the Chargers as they should have. A lot of things went wrong yesterday. You had the penalty against Danico Autry, right, which was a, an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that gave the Chargers new life. A drive that was going to end with a field goal becomes a touchdown. Then you've got Houston, Justin Houston jumps off sides. He leaves a little bit early, never gets close to making the play. Kamoko Ture comes off the right side, gets to Phillip Rivers, but the sack, it doesn't count because it's nullified because of that offsides. So they get another bite at the apple instead of putting. Two plays later, it's a touchdown. Adam Vinatieri very well chronicled. He missed two field goals and one extra point. So you've got four points that were lost to the Colts on Danico Autry's penalty. You've got seven points that were lost on Justin Houston's penalty. You've got another seven points that were lost because of the missed extra point and the two missed field goals. You've got Eric Ebron, who dropped the ball in the end zone. He says he didn't, and he lost control of it. He said he had it all the way to the ground and maintained control. He hadn't seen the replay. 
He's the only guy, and I believe that Eric Ebron is being straight up, and he believes that he had the ball all the way to the ground. Clearly, he didn't. The replay showed that. The replay was correct. It was an incomplete pass. By the time he controlled it, he was out of the end zone. But anyway, everybody else is assuming accountability for yesterday's loss. Adam Vinatieri said it's 100% on him. Darius Leonard said that he had a bad game, despite the fact that he led the Colts in tackles. I like accountability. I like guys who step up with the media and say, you know what? It was me. It was me. When we lose, it's me. When we win, it's us. When we lose, it's me. That's okay with me. They're going to go back to work tomorrow, and they're going to figure this stuff out, and they're going to clean some things up. You look at the penalties in the box score, and you say, hey, Colts only committed three penalties for 10 yards. That's pretty good. Yeah, except that the point differential caused by two of those penalties was enormous. 1-7, 1-7-1-4. That's 11 points. This game is over in the Colts' favor, if not for those two penalties. If Vinatieri misses his, or makes his kicks, obviously the Colts win then too. So you move on to Tennessee, and instead of being 1-2 and two with a chance to go 2-0 and oh on the road with both games on the road, you got a chance, unless you take care of business this Sunday in Nashville, you got a chance to drop to 0-2, and you would be behind the Titans by two games, and then by the tiebreaker, because you would have lost that game in Tennessee, and really put yourself in a position where you've got to win that second game against Tennessee. We'll see what happens, and, and look, the overtime... The Colts never got to touch the ball. I'd say the same damn thing if the Colts won. I think the NFL, the NFL's overtime, regardless of who it benefits and who it debits, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think it's the worst overtime format in all of sports. Major League Baseball, you got extra innings. That's flawed, but you know what? It's fair. Both teams get to come to the plate. In professional basketball, you get a five-minute overtime period. Everybody gets the ball multiple times there. You've got a bona fide kind of approximation of what the regular uh, 48 minutes is like. College basketball, same kind of thing. Soccer, you know what? I, I'm not a big fan of the shootout, but at least with the shootout, everybody gets five shots. There's equanimity in every other sport. College football has got it exactly right. Put the ball down on the 25 for both teams, and they both get to try to score. And then at the end of each attempt to score, you add up the points. You say, okay, this team got a touchdown. That team got a field goal or whatever. This team wins. But at least they will have had the same opportunity to play. Sudden death overtime is absolutely ridiculous. It is critically ridiculous. I have no idea why they do this the way they do it. Well, just play out the 10 minutes or do like college. Do something other than what this is because it is completely unfair to give one team the ball and not allow the other team ever to possess the ball as you run this overtime period. It's completely preposterous. What the hell is going on here? Hey, in basketball, the United States beat Brazil, so they reached the World Cup quarters. Brazil is out, and that is a good thing. It's also a good thing that the Americans, because of this win, they have qualified for the Tokyo Olympics. Kemba Walker, Miles Turner, each scored 16 points. None of those points for Miles Turner came from outside the arc. I like to see him get 
productive down on the block. We know he's got a good pull-up game, a mid-range game. We know that he can shoot the three. I like to see him go down on the block and figure out how to get the ball in the bucket. I think that that's where Miles Turner has got to improve his offensive game. We'll see if he does that for the Indiana Pacers. Pacers, you know, we're not too far away from the opening of training camp, and it's not too early to start talking about this team. You've got a bunch of new guys. Malcolm Brogdon among them. This is going to be a different-looking team. Miles Turner back, Domas Sabonis back, Victor Oladipo we hope is back sometime soon. And what I've heard from people who are working out with and who are working out Victor Oladipo is that he's way ahead of schedule. All right, It's possible that he could be playing by the middle of November. It's also possible that he could be playing in the uh, middle of January. We do know this, that Kevin Pritchard, Nate McMillan, and the Brain Trust in the Indiana Pacers front office, what they're going to do with Victor Oladipo is they're going to make sure he's 100% full go. They do not want him coming back and re-injuring anything. When he comes back, they want him to be at 100% or as close as he can get to 100%. Anytime you get cut. Anytime you have surgery, there's going to be something different about your body. And that's just the way it works. There's going to be something different about Victor Oladipo when he comes back. Is he going to be able to play at the level he did prior to the injury? Everybody hopes that he will. He's working really hard to try to get back and be that kind of guy. But look, whatever time he comes back, let's not have this be an Andrew Luck thing. You know what I mean? Let's not. Is he playing tonight? Is he playing tomorrow? How you feeling, Victor? Well, I, I feel pretty, you know, no, 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 no. We don't need any of that stuff. There's going to be a fascinating regular season for the Indiana Pacers, and I really think that they've got a chance to raise some hell in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. In the WNBA, news out of Indiana in the fever, Pokey Chapman is being replaced as both the head coach and the general manager. The team kind of turned a corner late in the season. They won their season finale yesterday, but the uh, overall, just not good enough for the uh, the Indiana Fever. They were 28-74 and 74 during Pokey Chapman's three seasons as the head coach. Um, this wasn't kind of arcing in a direction where you thought, you know what, this is going to be good. The outcome of this is going to be terrific. They're going to have another high draft pick, which is a good thing. They've got McCowan. They've got Mitchell. Tori Vivians, she's going to be back coming off that ACL tear. And so adding somebody to that mix is going to be a good young team. And maybe next year with a new coach, they can raise a little bit of hell in the WNBA. I got to tell you the truth, though. The Indian a fever as much as I enjoy them. I like basketball. You put up a scoreboard and you have a leather ball out there and I'm all in. So I I enjoy it. But one of the games that I saw this year against Las Vegas, the fever had a chance to tie the thing at the end of regulation. And what they did, instead of taking a three, Kelsey Mitchell drove in, took a two-point shot at the buzzer that even if it goes in and it didn't go in, the fever would have lost by a point. Now, I don't know who to blame for that. I cannot believe that Pokey Chapman said, look, Kelsey, uh, you know, if it's not there behind the arc, take a couple of dribbles and try to knock down a 15-footer so we only lose by one. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But somehow, someway, the coach is responsible for the behavior of the players on the court, and that shot, all of a sudden, you're like scratching your head thinking, okay, This is not a very well-coached team. Now, Pokey might have told people 
in that huddle again and again and again in the timeout before that shot was taken. Look, we got to take a three. No matter what we do, we got to take a three. She might have done that. That people weren't listening to the point where they did take a three, that's not good for the Indiana Fever. And so Pokey Chapman, as nice a person as she is, 28 and 74 over three years, no matter what your talent level is, you got to do something to try to kind of kind of restart the engine of hope around this franchise. And so Tamika Catchings, she did that today in relieving Pokey Chapman of her double duties as head coach and general manager of the Indiana Fever. And then there's this story which just cracked me up on ESPN.com. It seems Duke University commissioned an investigation that took five months looking into whether Zion Williamson received improper benefits from Nike. Remember Michael Avenatti, that weasel? So he said that he's got evidence that supports the notion that Zion Williamson was paid by Nike to play basketball at Duke University, and the number uh, of dollars mentioned, that was $35,000 or more. All right, Avenatti, we know, he's a weasel. He's a horrifyingly bad human being. There's no doubt about that. But this investigation, they, according to Avenatti, they never called him. They never asked for the evidence that he says that he has that supports the notion that Williamson was paid by Nike. Now, if Williamson was paid by Nike while he was a student athlete or prior to his becoming a student athlete at Duke University, that would have been an impermissible benefit, and that would render him ineligible. And if an ineligible guy plays for a university's basketball or football team or whatever, right, that program has to forfeit the games in which he competed. So that would have been staring Duke right in the face. They would have had an investigation at the NCAA, and who knows what happens from that point forward. There is no way, no how, that Duke University was going to commission an investigation that would actually try to seek the truth. When the truth does not benefit you, why would you look for it? Are they so chaste? Are they so virginal and moral that they want to find out? If Mike Krzyzewski is in cahoots with Nike and Nike is paying his players to compete at Duke. Hell no. They don't want to know that. Now, do they want to make it look like perhaps they do? Would they like to do that? Yes. They would like, so that's what these investigations are for. These internal investigations are nothing more than lip service to allow alums and boosters and people associated with the university to feel really good about the basketball program. Like all those guys are going to Duke just because Mike Krzyzewski is unbelievable. He's a great coach. He, he used to head uh, USA Basketball. And, and Duke, it's, it's, what, a, what an amazing program. And no, no, no. I'm not going to take cash to go over here. I'm going to take no cash to go over there because I want to play for the joy of, of being a competitor for Mike Krzyzewski. That is just lunacy. That is not the way the world works. Not in college basketball. It's not the way things work. Mike Krzyzewski, I don't know what he knows or when he knew it. Just like John Wooden. Do we know that he knew that Sam Gilbert was paying players to go to UCLA back when he was running off national championships like it was his job? I think he won 10 in 12 years. Do we know what John Wooden knew? 
No. Some people choose to believe that he knew it and that he was complicit. Some people, they choose not to believe because they love thinking about John Wooden as the patron saint of clean college athletics, winning college athletics, but done without violating NCAA rules. A lot of people want to look at Krzyzewski like that. A lot of people want to look at Duke as the place where the best and the brightest go to compete and win championships. But we know that in this world, in this society, greed is a motivator. And to think that all these guys ranked in the top 10 nationally are going to Duke without getting their palms greased, it is absolutely, totally, 100% preposterous in my estimation. That's Sports Nothing But Sports for a Monday, September 9th, 2019. I'm telling you what, call Mike O'Neill. Dr. Mike O'Neill, best dentist in the world, make an appointment. Do it now. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live. And then at about 8.15 on Periscope Live, you can also watch it on Twitter. How about that? Join me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.